record. Hello, I'm Will Mallard. Welcome to My Property World. We're joined today by Mark Lloyd. Mark is with the propertymasteracademy.co.uk uh, and has a 30 year background in business and 15 years in property, including uh, over a decade of running a property training organization. Now, you're very welcome, Mark. Um, and we're going to be talking today about uh, training and mentoring and perhaps a bit about the difference between the two. So uh, hello, Mark. Hi, Will. Thank, thanks for having me again. Um, yeah, I often get asked about the mentoring and training and why, why would you do one over the other or, or why indeed do both? And perhaps if I relate it back to my business career, um, I, I've been involved in a number of different businesses. And there was a point in time where, and I think this was probably about 20 years ago, where my business partner, my main business partner at the time, Jackie, decided to uh, contact a company. It was a re related to the accountancy firm that we were using. And um, they were offering a free initial um, coaching service. Went along to uh, have a chat with them. Uh, and I, I was extremely skeptical, I have to say. Uh, I, I, you know, I've having run businesses myself and with others over a period of time. I, I, I couldn't see what a coach or mentor could offer to help us. Uh, and then, you know, regardless of what business you're in, I think you always need help. You're always looking for ways to grow, ways to do things better, uh, ways to expand, increase your profitability, and all those kind of things. And so, yeah, I was open-minded, but I, I, I was still a little bit closed in, in the respect, well, how now can someone teach me about my business that they know nothing about? And, and it was a bit of an eye-opener um, because I came away from that meeting. I wouldn't say I was blown away, but it was the after effects of that meeting when I was. And what I mean by that is that we were given a number of things to do um, that we had agreed to, and, um, and we were due to meet again in a month's time. And it was only when we're getting towards that next meeting, I kind of suddenly realized that actually, you know, I've agreed to do something. I need to get all these things done before my next meeting. And oh shit, I've got three days. <laughs> and it, it kind of woke up that, I suppose I've always got that competitive element within me, but it kind of woke up a bit more of that competitive element. So right, I've, I've agreed to something, these things are gonna help the business. And I, I, I can't go back to that meeting, so I've not done it. And that was kind of how it started off with me. Um, and from there, you know, we got into uh, property investing. We attended a number of trainings, training courses, and then some of those were two, three days long. Um, and what, what I found with a lot of the training courses was it was kind of the opposite to the, the coaching in, in many respects, that you were learning quite a lot of things, but most of the people that I saw attending these training courses, I either made the decision at the end of it, it wasn't for them, and that's fair enough, that's, that's, a, that's a great decision to make, they, 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 at least they made a decision, but there's a lot of people that trundled along, not knowing where to go, not knowing how to take the next steps, very little support, and, and dropping out. And, I, and what I noticed was that th those figures were really, really high. Uh, for, for people that attend a training course, on average, something like 80% will not do anything after that training course. The other 20% will either be 
just, just go-getters, they're natural self-starters, we'll do it anyway, or people have got some additional help, which will be the bulk. So the, the, the go-getters are generally in the smaller percentage, around about three to 5%. The rest are people that have actually got some additional help along the way. And so when we started our training company, although now we call it really a mentoring company, um, we took that decision really to focus more on mentoring and, and because it gets results. It's quite simple. You know, I've, I've been in business for over 30 years and, you know, you can't tell me business is not about getting results because it is. It's all about results. Nothing else matters. I don't care what training course you've done. I don't care what degree you've got. I don't care how much money you've got in the bank. What I want to know is what's going to happen next and what you're going to do about it. So it's all about getting results. And so we decided as a company to focus very much on the mentoring and coaching aspects. Uh, do we have professional coaching qualifications? No, we don't. What we do have is an awful lot of business experience and that's what we bring to the table. As I said, I have over 30 years, uh, Jackie, 27 years, Peter, 22 years. The two other members on our team, uh, Andrew Featherstone, has over 20 years in property development and Justin Whittemore, similarly over 20 years. So we are an extremely experienced team and we, we teach a mentor based on that experience alone. Yeah, it's really interesting. Um, there's a uh, often parallels drawn between sporting environments and, and particularly the coaching element. And uh, I, I think that there, uh, there's quite different sort of scenarios. In most professional sports, uh, the athletes will spend uh, 30, 40, 50 hours a week preparing and the performance piece um, typically uh, will be uh, an hour or two once a week for uh, 20, 30, 40 weeks of the, the year uh, when they've got their season. Whereas in business, you're, uh, it's very rare that people will spend one or two hours a week preparing, um, you know, i.e. I, the, the thinking, the planning, the coaching. Um, and they spend the 30, 40, 50, 60 plus hours a week um, on the, the performance element and, and the results that, that can be obtained by doing something 10% uh, better plus a 10% increase in the, uh, the efficiency, 10% increase in the focus on the, the right type of deal or customer or sector or location. Uh, you add up a few 10% and suddenly you're into exponential business growth. Uh, and similarly, as far as uh, investment, so uh, what, what do you think is the appropriate balance um, between preparation and, and performance, uh, i.e. The, the activity? Uh, because you you could uh, theoretically go away and and prepare endlessly for you know for weeks and months and years before actually making that first step of action. Yeah, I, I think you know it goes back to I guess the old eighty twenty rule really is is applicable throughout a lot of things in life that. Um, 80% of the time, really, I would suggest is more about the preparation. So in investment terms, that would mean your research, your um, viewing the properties, 
getting all that stuff ready, talking to tradespeople, getting your quotes, all those kind of things. That's that's your preparation. That's your time to to try and get everything together before it comes to the performance time, which is negotiating the deal, getting the deal over the line, getting it completed, refurbished, and whatever you're going to do, sell it or put put a tenant in there. That's the performance element, which might seem like it takes... Uh, more time in, but in hours in your hours if you organize yourself correctly it shouldn't do the majority of the time should be an initial part which is your due diligence making sure that you are you know viewing uh, enough um, projects whatever it is your, your, your particular strategy is to get that deal because let's face it you're not going to get every single deal you're not going to convert every single deal uh, if you do, fantastic. I'd like to learn from you. Um, but the reality of the matter is that you won't. Out, out of every 20 deals uh, that you're going to uh, put offers in, let's say, you might get acceptances on three, if you're lucky. And then two, maybe one of those will proceed through to being an actual completed deal. So it is very much um, uh, a numbers game. And that's where you spend a lot of your time initially as an investor particularly in, uh, in, in in property and and the uh, i think the resilience or the uh, having the experience to know when to uh leave a deal for to put it down for a while and concentrate on something else and equally to to revisit that same deal at some point in the future where uh, is, is quite often where uh, you get the one and twenty turning into three and twenty, and the three and twenty turning into five and twenty, which is an enormous difference over the course of a year or two. Of course, and and, and you know, I think what I see with a lot of um, newer investors that they're they're so keen to get a deal under their belt, um, whereas the uh, approach that we take is well, there's plenty of time. Okay, this is not a race. Just because you've got that's that might might be a good deal at the moment. I don't know until we until we sit down and work, work, work it through. But there'll be another one like that tomorrow, or next week, or in a month's time, or in six months' time. There'll always be another deal. Um, but I think I see a lot of investors just trying to rush too quickly into trying to get a deal on board without having the experience or knowledge of how to deal with it. And and that's where I think the uh, the mentoring side of things helps. Yes, you can learn. A lot from training courses don't get me wrong um but it's 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 what you do after that training course you know it's, it's like reading a book you can read a book and it, and, and it will teach you a number of different things you have a business book or whatever it might be it'll teach you a number of different things but then it's the implementation and it's the implementation where most people fall down and you know what i found and i say i've, I've had uh, a mentor or coach coaching throughout probably the last 20 years of being in business and throughout 100% of my time in property, I still have a mentor today um, looking at things because I'm looking at things that I've not yet done. Um, so I think, well, I need some help with those. I'd rather accelerate that progress by learning from somebody that's already done it than trying to, to break through all the hurdles myself. Uh, and that's really the benefit you find of actually working with uh, someone like a mentor or coach. It's an area that um, I, I'm i really interested in. I'm, I'm going to um, give you a, a quick background and then ask you just to detail really the difference between, uh, in property investing terms, the difference between uh, going through a training program and having 
a coach uh, or indeed a mentor and, and the difference between each of the three. So I, in addition to um, um, primarily uh, being a property investor, I've been involved in amateur rugby and coaching uh, different teams. And the, the club I coach at is in central London, uh, Belsize Park. And it's now the largest senior men's amateur club in the country. Uh, so there's a, a large number of teams where uh, we cater for people who have played professionally in the past and they're concentrating on their, their career in the city or, or in tech or whatever they've come to London to do. Uh, not, not, not always um, that, that sort of high flying, but um, all the way down to people who have never seen a rugby ball before or never handled a rugby ball. And being able to provide uh, that range, uh, we realised that we needed to um, build it and they will come. And the build it piece is, um, is putting in place coaches, mentors and trainers uh, throughout our, our structure. Now, we unusually for a, a sports club only train once a week on a Wednesday night. Um, and we have over 100 people on a single five-a-side football pitch, uh, which is an enormous number of people. So the degree of organisation um, to, to make that happen is, is a lot of preparation goes in. And within the training, we have a, um, we have a manager who's in charge of the logistics of the, the whole session, making sure that people are in the right place and that there's gear and, and, and that they finish their, their sections on time. Then each of the uh, each of the the drills are run by what we call a trainer, and and they they run the the players through uh, a series of moves again and again. We then have another role which we call the coach, where they're making corrections uh, without actually stopping the drill with the individual players. Uh, we have an additional role of an observer who is observing. Uh, the overall drill. Uh, and we have another role of a mentor where, for example, someone just doesn't seem to be able to get a concept that the drill is conveying or that we've identified a thing uh, that they need to improve. They're taken aside one-on-one -on -one or sometimes two-on-one -on -one or sometimes one-on-two um, to learn the method and, and, and that they can then go back in the drill within a few minutes uh, equipped and ready to go. And I think there's an enormous parallel in terms of how people learn uh, within their, their property investment journeys. So just going back to that, that question, what, what do you see as the difference between a training program, a coaching program, and a mentoring program? Sure. So let's so start with the training program. So in property investment circles, training programs are, are generally in one to three days, something like that. And you know, taught by experienced people like, like myself, I've run training uh, courses as, as, as is all our team. And then there's plenty of others in the UK that do that as well. But at the end of that training course, whether it's one, two, three days, you are left essentially to your own devices. You've obviously got the training material that's been provided to you and you've learnt over those two, one to three days, but then you are down, it's down to you to actually take action and do stuff. And the problem I see with people um, 
that are looking to get into property investing is of course they they, they generally have another job as well so or, or business that they're running and that that clearly pr takes priority because that's what earns them their income so actually so time is a factor sorry so time is a factor yeah time time definitely for, for the individual on, on the training course uh, because they then got to try and implement things without having someone to push them in their job and their business they've got something pushing them and the property investors and they don't um, so you've then got this, this kind of crossover between coach and, and mentor a coach doesn't necessarily have to have experience of the industry that they're uh, coaching in but they have coaching skills that they will have uh, either got professional qualifications from um, or learned over a period of time and uh, you know you look at some of the athletics coaches some of them might have a bit of athletic experience but a lot of them are just are really good coaches they've never run the 100 meters like Linford Christie or uh, Usain Bolt but they have certain skills in that area they understand um, you know body dynamics the, the best way of getting the most efficient um, run steps whatever it might be out of the individual and Sports, psychology etc yeah exactly um whereas i think a mentor come is primarily talking from experience it's someone that's actually done what you want to do uh, they've been there done it got the t-shirt and done it several times and, and i think that's that's quite a big difference and there, and there is a crossover clearly you know i i, I would classify myself very much as a mentor rather than a coach whereas jackie i would say is more of a coach not not she's got any qualifications in it but she is very um can, can cross cross over very much from a uh, a guiding role and uh, from the mentoring aspect to actually looking at other people's uh sorry the investors um personal circumstances their whatever their uh, emotional status all those kind of things which i i do look at but i struggle to deal with the <laughs> emotional element uh, that's just the nature of what i am and i we, I, we always say when we're in front of our mentees or whether we're talking to them online and say look you know if you want to cry go to jackie don't come to me <laughs> if you want a straight answer and i'll tell you how it's going to be done then i'm happy to help um and that, that i think is the difference in, certainly in my book and that's the way i way we view it as a company that that you know Coaching works very well and, and on taking on the extra parts, I guess, of, of investing, but the actual guidance of what has, you know, of how to do it ongoing is what a mentor's job is. And that's why we tend to focus on that because, you know, as I said right at the very beginning of this, this podcast, that business investing is about getting results. It's not about being airy fairy about anything. You, you've, you've, Want to, want to become a property investor because you want to make money well you need to learn from people that actually made money not from people that haven't made money what's your best ever result personally as a property investor me personally um or just as a as a deal or or um from mentoring somebody uh so, so one of your own deals and then the best result a uh, a mentee or uh, one of your your clients has has obtained so yourself and then your yeah, so i think the best result i think we we, we chatted about uh, uh, previously which which was um a land deal i've got other land deals i'm working on i don't want to say they them at the moment because they will be my best deals uh, by by a long stretch but my best deal was a land deal um it was it was uh, in percentage terms anyway not necessarily value but it was good value all the same 
So we, we purchased for including all costs, architects fees and so on, about 130,000. And we sold that uh, planning uplift 12 months later for 450. So quite, quite a healthy percentage uh, uplift. Um, in terms of mentees, we've got some really fantastic success stories and, and uh, some of them have won awards through the uh, property um, property. So may, maybe maybe uh, if you could give me the um, a highlight of a you know with hard numbers, um, yeah. what the mentee achieved in a uh, either in a single deal or a, uh, a series of deals, and then also um, the mentee who whose result meant the most to you. Okay. I'll give you two, two examples of, of different types of results. And these were both from new investors. Um, they had no uh, property uh, experience prior to coming on the mentorship program. So first uh, is a guy called Simon. Uh, Simon, uh, his, his background was essentially wrote music, so had no, no property experience whatsoever. Uh, he decided to go straight into development, which is a, a big jump for a lot of investors, not, not impossible. Um, but just make it a little bit harder, try and certainly when you come to getting financing and so on. But we, we showed Simon how to do that and, and how to work through the system. And his first deal, uh, he made, uh, so that the, the GDV was about, so, so gross development value was about a million. Uh, he made 250,000 pounds profit on his very first deal. And that took uh, 18 months to fully conclude by the time the last unit was sold. So that was only four units. So that, that was a pretty good deal. And he won a Property Investor of the Year award for that. And then looking on the rental aspect, I would have to say um, probably Viv and Ray, a uh, pair of South Africans uh, living in the UK, couldn't uh, or didn't qualify for mortgages. So we had to look at some creative strategies that would work for them. And we worked out that rent to rent was probably going to be the best strategy to focus on, which they did, uh, went hell for leather, um, took them a few months to get going. I, I would say, I think we started in something like um, April and by August, all of a sudden they had four, their first four rent to rents. By the end of the first year, I think they were on 12 and their net cash flow per month was just over 10,000 pounds per month. So those, those are probably two of the best uh, examples I can, I can think of off the top of my head of, of people that have been on our mentorship program and had no previous experience whatsoever. And, and in relation to um, a client getting a result that you felt really good about? Well, you know what? I feel good about all of them. Um, you know, when, when I see them getting the results, uh, you know, we always, see, we always praise everybody. We give a, uh, a reward as well. So that might be you know, a bottle of champagne or something like that. Um, just to say, like, well done. You need to reward yourself. Well, here's our reward. Well done. Um, but I, we're always proud of, of all of their mentees, what they achieve. Um, I'm trying to think of probably going on when, when they've kind of um, gone through the initial stage of the mentorship and, and out the other end, and we still keep in contact with them. I would, I would say to date, probably Simon tops the chart by quite a long, long, long way. He's done exceptionally well uh, in development. He's got deals going through the pipeline now, something like 20 million uh, from a standing start. And that was only three years ago from, from somebody that knew absolutely nothing about property. So kudos to him. 
uh, and and you know we look at some of our mentees and you know what's what's really strange actually um we look back and think why didn't we do that one <laughs> you know we've i've had some mentees that are fairly local to myself and, and jackie and we've spotted a deal that right, I must contact the owner there and one of our mentees has got in there beforehand <laughs> it's a little bit annoying um but you know hey fair dues they, they followed exactly what we told them to do so uh, they took advantage of the situation and got the deal and and made made money out of it so you know that those kind of things we're always uh, always happy about and, and it, it gives it's one of the rewards of of mentoring to be honest with you it, it, it it's um gives you that kind of kick i think yeah this is all worth it's all working it's worth doing this because of that well, well that's fantastic and just so people are, are clear so a, a training uh program is a typical education setting where you're in a classroom uh type environment usually in a a hotel conference room or, or uh, a training room with a there's either a whiteboard or a, a screen up the front and there's a, a speaker delivering content and maybe a bit of Q&A and there's usually some slides which uh, may be disseminated into a, a training manual and, and you're packed in for, uh, for half a day a day three days a week uh, or you you might do that over you know, uh, over five weeks or, or, you know, where you come back and forth. But your preferred method of delivery, um, you, you mentioned um, like on Zoom calls, how uh, how often would people do it for how long? What, 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 how does it actually work? Yeah, we, we, because obviously the current situation, we, we switched everything to online. Um, uh, we will go back to live at some point, but so there's two variants. We do a, um, a totally online uh, group uh, mentoring. And, and when I say group, I'm not talking about hundreds of people here. I'm, I'm talking about 10 or 15 people maximum. Um, and and they, that's every week they get uh, mentored. And, and then there is a 12-month version of that as well, which has a lot of one-to-one -one, uh, in there because there are some people we recognised that need or want one-to-one uh, -one help rather than in addition to the group setting uh, they work they tend to work better that way so we all also offer a, a version which has a lot of one-to-one -one interaction with myself jackie peter andrew and, and justin um, and where they can essentially contact us uh, virtually anytime for whatever issue they have but we have regular sessions as well booked in great stuff well mark if someone's interested in uh, getting involved uh, or finding out more how can they do that so just go to our website, which is uh, propertymasteracademy.co.uk or email me, mark at propertymasteracademy.co.uk. You can also find me on social media, LinkedIn and, and Facebook, uh, and happy to chat and schedule a call. Um, you know, we're not, we're not a hard sell or anything like that. It's if you, if you like what we do, then let's chat. Right, Mark, many thanks. I'm Will Mallard. This is My Property World. And that was Mark Lloyd from propertymasteracademy.co.uk. Thank you. Thanks, Will. Welcome to My Property World, a light and informative look at all things property. We have designed this series for people involved in property and property finance in the UK market. However, we do take examples from all around the property world. 
Our aim is for us to make money from property together. Whether that be buying, selling, financing, trading, or getting involved in a deal in another way. We do this by informing, entertaining, and enjoying ourselves talking property, which gives you a chance to get to know us, what we're up to, and to check us out until you're ready to make money together. In the meantime, my property world is free and fun, so plug in your headphones and enjoy. We would love for you to like, share, and comment, so please do on social media. And if you have questions, ideas for topics, or deals you would like to explore, we're always looking for guests, so get in touch via the My Property World profile.